so powerful in this atmosphere tonight if you just all stay with me just for a few minutes but in this atmosphere before we go to prayer points I'd like you just to take your seats and grab your Bibles I'd like to get you to go somewhere with me um, so powerful I'd like you to go to praise the Lord Second uh, Corinthians 4 And then we're going to go over to Psalm 35, and then we're going to do Psalm 37. And then we'll go to prayer points tonight, and we'll get back on. But this is so important, and uh, in this atmosphere, while the Spirit of the Lord is moving like this, isn't it so wonderful to be in His presence tonight? Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Woo, we worship you. We worship you, Father. We glorify you. We glorify you. We worship you. Somora papramana solo popriansi caprepia solo morapaya. Like since 2015, 2016, the Spirit of the Lord spoke several words in prayer. Many of you that have been here for that length of time, you would have heard those. I know that there's a big old wind blowing out there tonight, and there's people at home listening to this, but you need to hear me because what we do here is not just taking up another service. I actually take it very seriously when you choose to come to service and you choose to give up your time and sow it to the things of the Spirit. I don't look at it as another church service. I look at it, at it as a moment where we get to come together in an anointing that can be produced, that cannot be produced by ourselves. How many people understand that? So I take it very seriously. To me, it's just not a worship service. It's just not a prayer service. It's a moment. It's not an event. It's a constant unfolding, outworking of God's plan and God's purpose. How many people receive this tonight? It's so important that you get this. Because sometimes if you're just looking something for you, it can feel like, man, you know, it feels like we're always having to work at something. Well, when we come together like this, we are here to work at something. And that is the truth. And you can see that through the book, book of Acts. And so with everything that is going on, what I have been doing is that I have been regurgitating the things that the Spirit of the Lord has said, going over and over and over. And how the Lord repeatedly came to me and would say, and I don't look at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal and they're fleeting and they're subject to change. How many people have had the Lord speak that to you recently? I believe if you've been praying and working in the Spirit with Him, you will have heard that many, many, many times. Because there's a voice in the world from spirits, from forces. I said to Pastor Karn today, I said, you know, something very sinister evil is at work. And you may think, well, you know, we know that. But in our house, we're charting it. We're charting the course. People that work with me know that I'm a firm believer in accountability. In actual fact, majority of, the, well, everything that I say here is recorded.
There is so much that is transcribed. And you can actually go back prophetically over the last 10, 11 years, and you can see that it is chronologically charted. That's how seriously I take this. So that I'm just not speaking into the air and not accountable for it. I believe in spiritual accountability. And so for, therefore, I can actually make a text, I can send an email, I can make a phone call and say, at what point did I say this? Or did I ever say anything like this? Or is there anything that you can show me? Or am I on track with this? Have I said this before? And I will get back responses. You have said this several times before. This is not the first time. This is again and again and again and again. How many people would accept tonight that the Spirit knows exactly what to do, and He is the eternal strategist? <laughs> and we are not to be afraid of these things. But I know that coming together is for a greater purpose than just to say we had midweek meeting. In actual fact, midweek meeting is the furthest thing from my mind Amen. It is what can be produced between us at a midweek meeting is what I'm interested in. Amen. Does that mean to say that your well-being is down the token? No, absolutely not. I believe that daily your lives are being taken up and taken before the Lord. There are a team and there are prayers that are being prayed for you constantly. We don't have to wait just for a service. Isn't that good news? So therefore, when we actually come together, we can get something done. We can get something accomplished. Praise the Lord. So I hope I'm making sense. I just, I want to take the moment just to, to do this with you so that you understand and not just sometimes just roll in here and think, man, that was just a wonderful time of worship. I wish he had let it kept going. It was phenomenal, but what it did was it created an opening for me to step right in and I say, good job, guys. It was phenomenal. It created an opening. I could step right into it and I can work for a minute or two with you. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians 4, it's like this. I want to go to verse uh, 6. For God who said, let light shine out in the darkness is shown in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination of glory, the glory of God. As it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. However, everybody read with me. We possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel, in frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and the exceeding greatness of power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way. Now, I know apostolically, when I start to move in a way where I start to go for the jugular and the spirit and I am working at things and I am, what would you say, dealing with things in the spirit that need to be dealt with, I can poise myself and posture myself to know that there may be a kickback after the fact. How many people would accept that? 
I'm not talking about anything that's, that's done recently or done here at Millennial. I'm just talking about general. When you work in your seat or you work in your office or you work in your gifting, you can, if you are actually hitting the target or hitting the mark, expect is wrong, but be poised that a kickback can come your direction or the enemy can make a move to cut you off. So sometimes you've maybe pushed into the things in God uh, or you've made a move for things in God or you've worked in a certain way or you've had a, an amazing moment in God or a period of time in prayer where things seem to be clicking and moving and you seem to be hitting the target and then all of a sudden there seems to be a move from the enemy to cut you off, isolate, um, and it usually comes by the workings of Leviathan. Will you receive this tonight for me? And that is the ignorance of words that are being incited by majority of other saints regarding what they don't really understand and that's okay and I've learned in my life because I can't expect people to understand truly you know if you've never been to the palace of Versailles then all the descriptions that I could ever give you will never live up to actually standing in the palatial rooms of that palace you understand what I'm saying so sometimes when you move out in God and you begin to deal with things in God sometimes people are not ready for the counterattack or the backlash or if if God wants to use you mightily in an area and you launched at it in prayer and you went public with something I have seen it that it is amazing how the enemy wants to rise and like cut you off or isolate you from actually doing that or to stop you or actually make you feel like you're on your own. And so when I see stuff like what's happening in this country and stuff like that, and you know, I, I, I could be moved emotionally by certain things, but I choose to sow to the Spirit, right? So that my prayers are not hindered by the impulses of my flesh, preference, rights and wrongs, and that I actually reap life in accuracy and direction and strategy from the Spirit. This is exactly what John has been telling us regarding finances. It's, but this is, you know, life over here praying in our calls and, and not being caught out by that when you really advance in God, that there being opposition to that advancement. I've said to many people over the years, you can grow whatever in whatever way you want to grow it but then there is a way to grow things. For me, I have to adhere to and stick very close to the path that God has ordained us to walk on. 
and because it's just not about an event. It's about a destination. I'm not trying to just do ministerial things and to pastor a few people. I'm, I'm, there is an objective in the agonies of the outworkings of the daily administration of a plan and a purpose and a strategy and not just the regularities of what people deem they need. Is that okay for everybody? Amen? So see them with doctors, I would say. They're just not, you know, just looking at you for the moment. They're taking a look at you, if you've got a good one, that is. I mean, they're taking a look at you, amen, of what's up ahead. So what verse were we at? Hallelujah, verse 8. <laughs> we are hedged in, like, stick with me, on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. I declare that over you, that despair is not your portion. It never will be your portion. We are pursued, persecuted, and hard-driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the liability and exposure to the same, putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered so that the resurrection life, right? This is Holy Week. The resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown forth by and in our bodies. For we who live are what? Constantly experiencing being handed over to death for Jesus. That the resurrection life, right, of Jesus also may be evidenced through our flesh, which is liable to death. Lust death is actively at work in us, but it is in order that our life may be actively at work in you. Yet we have, now this is important, I want you to underline this or highlight this in your device. Yet we have the same spirit of faith. Not a different one, the same one. As he, had who, uh, as he had who wrote, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. So what are we to do? We are to what? With that spirit of faith, we are to believe and we are to speak. Come on, stay with me now. This is so important for the hour that we're living in. This is my prayer for you. This is where I'm working for you. This is what I'm working at myself. Amen. I can't give you any more than what I'm invested in myself, truly. I wish it was a matter of just worshiping and sitting at the feet of Jesus. But there's a lot to be done. So it says, look, we too believe and therefore we speak. I said to you last Tuesday that everything begins to change the moment that you begin to speak, you can sit and read your Bible all day long and I can tell you that things will not change. It's just like reading another book. But the moment you begin to speak what you're reading and you begin to utter what you're reading and you begin to declare what you're reading and you begin to articulate the thoughts of what you're reading, everything 
that was negatively working has to stop. Yes. And it now has to take note of what's happening and begin to respond to it. Why? Because it's not your power that is at work. It is his power. Why? Because Hebrews tells us everything is upheld by the word of his power. So he didn't say here, like, you know, having the same spirit of faith, believe. And that's it. He said, having the same spirit of faith, believe. And speak. What are we speaking? We're speaking what we believe in the spirit of faith is being released. This is how it's going to be. Regardless of what I see, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what my natural eye is having to look at, amen, I believe that there is something happening beyond the seen realm. And my words are supernaturally connected and effective there. Now stay with me, stay connected, guys. Shut it out. I am led by the Spirit of the Lord. Come on, say it again. I am led. By the Spirit of the Lord. Are you receiving something from this? I, I, I have to be obedient to the Spirit. It said this then. Look at this. What verse were we at? Hallelujah. Assured that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will raise us up also with Jesus and bring us along with you into his presence. For all these things are taking place for your sake. So that the more grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessing extends to more and more people. Look at this. More and more people and multiplies through the many. The more thanksgiving may increase and redound to the glory of God. Therefore, look at this. This is so powerful, guys. Come on. Woo! Therefore, we do not become discouraged. You do not allow yourself to be discouraged by anything that is going on right now. Not one bit. If you have to get up and have a party in your living room while Fox News is playing in the corner, you get up and do a jig. Amen. And I'm telling you, you stretch your hands towards that television set and you begin to exercise your authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you remember, remind yourself that you're not in your living room. You're in the throne room of Almighty God. And you're far above all this mess. And you're far above all this chaos. They don't need our sympathy. They need our authority. Did you hear me? Listen, this whole thing's crazy. Carter and myself, we went to vote this evening. And we are in our addresses, Broken Arrow. Do you know we couldn't vote? It said, well, you know, it's not up to us. It's the way it's all drawn. And I said, well, I have a Broken Arrow address. He said, we're going to have to take it up with the electoral people. I said, I'm here to vote. And I had to walk away. Do you know that the pile of broken arrow slips for voting were as thick as what they were earlier? I said, look, look. She says, oh, very few people have come from broken, broken arrow to vote. Amazing. 
And here's us as new citizens with voting power, praying power and voting power. And we show up all nice and shiny with a shaved head, and I'm ready to do business for the king. I said, sorry. And she got the map out, and she says, you're in a white area. It's not assigned. It's not designated. And yet, I have a broken arrow address. Well, guess where I'm phoning tomorrow? The electoral office. And ask them why I can't vote. How many people believe it is my right? So I was thinking then how many other people were not able to vote? Others? So we're going to have to work with my prayer on this. In the name of Jesus. I say greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. <sighs> so look at this verse 16. Therefore we do not become discouraged or utterly spiritless exhausted and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. Isn't it powerful? Look at verse 17, guys. For our light momentary affliction is slight distress of the passing hour, is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory, beyond all measure excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations, a vast transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Now this is so important. This is so important in all the things that we have said, even here, since 2015, 2016, there was more before that, but truly, even in the realm of incitement, it's the same spirit. You have to understand, even in Holy Week, even in the triumphal entry, you can shift a crowd from shouting Hosanna to crucify. You have to understand that is some work of the demonic. Yep. To shift people in a matter of days from Hosanna to crucify. So don't you think for one minute that Satan's not at work? church is at work I said the church is at work or you better be at work and, and you better understand what's going on because I'm telling you that it doesn't need our sympathy and it doesn't need our empathy it needs our power it needs the ability, the capacity of the church to begin to shift things and begin to change things and a proper that we're going to shift tonight's prayer points to next week. Alex, I want you to come up here and help me pray. We're just going to join together right now. We're going to pray, but I want to read you this scripture. 18, and then John will come. 18, since we consider, thanks, thank you guys, you all can be rested. Stay with me, Andrew. You can pray with us, though. Praise the Lord. 18, since we consider and look not. You with me? To the things that are seen. But to the things that are unseen, where are we supposed to be looking? It's quiet in here. How many people in this room will be honest and say you're tempted to look at the scene? All right. Say this. I repent. I repent. 
No, no, that was powerful. Right? <laughs> Do you hear my wife? Don't look at the screen, look at the unseen. Because if you're getting irritated by the screen, then you're in the scene. <laughs> Don't be closing your eyes like you're worshiping God right now and feeling like you're being excused from the moment. Hallelujah. You know, because I'm telling you, if we didn't know what we know, we would be, we would be looking for new televisions next week. You know, because we would be destroying the ones that we have right now. Because of the junk. But we know more. I said we know more. <laughs> we know him. Come on, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. My God, we have walked the halls of the, of the Capitol building several times. And I didn't walk it going ooh and an ah and look at the artwork. I'm telling you, I was going in there. My, my insides were going like a fiddler's elbow. And I'm saying in the name of Jesus, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. And because I'm here, then God has a plan for me to be here in the name of Jesus. If you're in Washington, D.C., you should be strumping and strumping the seats. If you're in New York City, you should be walking the highways, up and down, walking around Dubai. Amen. Pleading the blood of Jesus. Taking authority. Acting like the church. I said acting like the church. I said I believe America has the church. I believe America has a great future. Come on, everybody. It's not going to disappear into a mess. You're here. I said you're here. So well, I, did, well, I, just, I was just coming to midweek. That's the purpose we didn't put it on Wednesday, so that we would... Get ahead of the game. Get ahead of the curve. So that we try to beat that old mindset. And that you actually realize you came to a place to work. Shut it out. Your kids are coming home. No, no shut it out. My kid's coming home. My kid's going to serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, divine intervention. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Shout it out. Divine intervention. I'm not looking at what they're doing. I'm not looking at what they're doing. I'm not looking at what they're saying. I'm not looking at what's going on in their life. I have a word. I have a word from Almighty God. I have a promise, I'm telling you, written in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, this is final authority. If you believe it, shout amen. It is final authority. And you have to believe it in the name of Jesus so no matter what and I'm there and I'm telling you sometimes I speak to these people you better be cautious because you're not coming against a man you're coming against almighty God and you might find yourself I feel myself like Gamaliel sometimes standing up in the Sanhedrin telling people you might, you might be cautious right now because you may not be coming against a mere man you might actually be coming against the living God sometimes when I sense the opposition and I realize, you know, man, I hit something, I hit it, and I get the opposition. I, 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 I for a moment, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't like the, I, I, I don't like the uncomfortability of that. I don't like the discomfort of that. I, I don't like, I don't like, you know, you know, because everybody, you know, we all like to be liked. And so I don't like that rub. 
but momentarily you sort of like, and then suddenly you realize, I'm doing something right. And I have to push through, not just for me. I have to push through for everyone. <laughs> Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, I'm pushing through for you. Amen. Come on, look at somebody. Tell them, I'm pushing through for you. Amen. What's John doing? He's pushing through for you. Come on, what this couple, we're pushing through for each other. Come on, what are we doing for, for those that have to be in office? We're pushing through for them. They weren't supposed just to be sitting in office for themselves. They're not supposed to be on their, on their own. Amen. The church is supposed to be rallying. That's what I say to people all the time. I said, don't cry for me. Pray for me. Since we consider and look not at the things that are seen, but to the things which are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal. They're brief, they're fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. It's amazing. You have the spirit of faith. Shut it out. I have. But Pastor, I don't see much happening. <laughs> There's more happening than what you know. Well, I, I just don't know. I'm kind of discouraged right now. You get up of your discouraged self. And you start praising God. And you get like David in 1 Samuel 30. And when he came back and he found his wives gone, his kids gone, his possessions gone, and everybody around him hated him, wanted to kill him. It, this isn't actual. Are you listening to me? Well, I'm so tired of hearing this. You can be tired all you want. I'm going to keep saying it. Because we are living this out. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego actually happened. They actually went into a fire. Oh, I don't believe that. I'm under grace. Praise the Lord. I don't believe anything. I'm, I'm under grace. Well, with your grace self, you might feel a little heat coming towards you. <laughs> and you better be ready with your grace self to be able to stand up with the rest of us and begin to fight the good fight of faith. And know that no demon in hell can stop you. Shut it out. I will not be stopped. Come on, everybody. Shut it out. I will not be stopped. You know why we're doing this even financially? So that we can stand strong, spirit, soul, body, physically, emotionally, financially. We're not doing this so that I can say, John, would you please take up 15 minutes in the service? I'm exhausted, man. Come on, pull. help me out. Pull with me. It's actually part of a strategy. Because the more people that we can get freed up financially, the more people will actually be able to give to the kingdom. Are you excited about that? I'm really excited about that. You have more places to put your money. I go to Psalm 35. Say, man, he's taking an hour. If you'd have came ready, I'd have done it in five minutes. <laughs> Lift your hand and say, I'm ready. Shut it out, I'm born ready. Look at your neighbor and say, I am the devil's worst nightmare. People actually believe that. Come on, how many people believe that? Praise the Lord. 
He's messing with the wrong people. <laughs> What'd you say, Carl? He's messing with the wrong bunch of folks. There's a bunch of folks in Oklahoma that's not going to take no for an answer. That's why we have to stick together, stay on the same team, and know that it is the same spirit of faith. And that if we believe then and speak and leave the stupid flesh alone and just keep speaking, well, I, tell you, I just want to pray. I, I just want, Lord Jesus, would you just touch President Trump and would you just bless Father, would you just touch D.A. Bragg and, and, and all, all, all. Oh, Lord Jesus, just help them. Now, you, you have to understand that that prayer should never be uttered, and you need to go and sit down and listen to five years of my teaching. Five years for penance, for praying like that. Five years of teaching from me. You know, I couldn't do it. You will do it. So that we can run that sorry, unbelieving spirit out of you. We're here to change nations. We're here to work with a God who sets up and sets down. Have you forgotten? <laughs> we work with the women team. <laughs> We work with the women team. I'm on the women's side. I have to slap myself upside the head sometimes and say, remember you're on the women's side. I tell you, my, issues, my issue is not with the world. My issue is always with unbelieving folks that are called Christians. It's like, oh my God, please. It's like Jesus, he says, when I return, will I find faith? That's how I feel as a pastor. When I come on a Sunday, will I find faith? You're meant to say yes. Faith is here. Faith is now. I have the same spirit of faith, pastor. I have the same spirit of faith, Pastor Paul, in the name of Jesus. That's why you're supposed to be in your seat on a Sunday. That's why you're supposed to be in the midst of the congregation every service. Even if there's a wind, a mighty wind blowing in Oklahoma. Oh, there might be something happened tonight. The wind is blowing. No, where's your authority? Take authority over it as you drive through the streets. We're already talking to it. I commanded that wind. You will not turn into a tornado. <laughs> Come on, everybody. This is not the season for fair-weathered Christians. It's very stormy out there in the unseen. Deal with it. So Psalm 35, I messed the meeting up. Apologies. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord come to me today, and he said this. Without a vision, the people perish. And he said this to me. He said, it is so in my word that I said that my people will run wild without restraint. If they do not have sound and wholesome leadership and a directive and a voice, a destiny, a point, an aim, we need each other so we don't run off at the edges. We need each other so we don't get crazy and run wild without restraint. 
We need the power of a local church working in our lives. How many people acknowledge this? Not just one you pop into, but to be part of a thriving organism that actually is producing something other than trying to get bums on seats. We have mega, mega, mega churches that are producing no power. So 35 people have been praying this for a long time now. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Sit right here, Alex. Take hold. I, I felt your awkwardness too. I'm a very sensitive being. I know, I'm like, awkward. So I'm like, please be seated. Listen, I was contacting people today. I'm telling you, come on my heart. And I'm, I'm like, I was contacting them. I said, how's the prayer going? And I, I had this thought. I, I said, I wonder, are they flying through the sky to the United States of America? And I never got the answer there just to, until before church. And guess what? They were absolutely flying through the sky to the United States of America, and they've just landed. God shows you all things. Let's you know all things. So don't think you can hide from me. God will tell me where you are. I notice when you're not in service. You don't think I do, but I do. It's called supernatural pastoring. I have people on team that say to me, I don't know how you do that. I do it by the Spirit. And I will go, did you see such and such? I haven't seen them for two or three weeks. No, I haven't been, no, I, I don't know. And sure enough, people have been out to lunch for two or three weeks. I said, quickly, quickly, give them a phone call. You say, you do what? Yes, I believe in pastoring. I don't know what's happened to you for two or three weeks. I don't know if you're on an extended cruise or whether your land bruised in the corner. It's important to me to know the state of the flock. It's not curiosity and inquisitiveness. Really, at the end of the day, your personal life is your personal life. But really, when it comes to pastoring, I take it seriously. So listen, if I have to get out of bed on a Sunday morning to come to church, let's all make an effort. That's a good place to clap right there. Let's all make an effort. Amen? Because if this was a natural army, you would be AWOL. Truth? Well, I just thought I'd go to the, you know, uh, I'd go to Turkey Mountain and pray on a Sunday morning. Well, you know you're in disobedience right there. Because church is on and you're on your own. And you never sided with the corporate anointing. You never brought your supply to the corporate anointing and you went to Turkey Mountain on your own. You have just revealed yourself to us. That's not a team player. Team players are all about the team. We are going to win. It's not about my relationship with God. It's us. We all reflect the bigger thing. Hallelujah. You wondered where I was going with that, didn't you? 
It's amazing at my age that I can actually move my head like that. We're getting there, Alex. Such an anointing. Take hold of shield and buckler, verse 2, and stand up for my help. Are you with me? Draw out also the spear and javelin and close up the way of those who pursue and persecute me. Say to me, I am your deliverance. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek and require my life. Let them be turned back and confounded who plan my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them on. Let their way be through dark and slippery places with the angel of the Lord pursuing and afflicting them. For without cause they hid from me their net, a pit of destruction without cause they dug for my life. Let destruction befall my foe unawares. Let the net he hid from me catch him. Let him fall into that very destruction. Then I shall be joyful in the Lord. I shall rejoice in his deliverance. All of my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you? You who deliver the poor and afflicted from him who is too strong for him. Yes, the poor and the needy from him who snatches away his goods. Malicious and unrighteous witnesses rise up. They ask me of things that I know not. Underline that. They reward me evil for good to my personal bereavement. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting and I prayed with head bowed on my breast. I behaved as if grieving for my friend or my brother. I bowed down in sorrow as one who bewails his mother. But in my stumbling and limping, they rejoiced and gathered together against me. The smiters, slanderers, and revivers gathered against me, and I knew them not. They ceased not to slander and revile me. I bind the spirit of Leviathan in the name of Jesus. Like profane mockers at the feasts, making sport for the price of a cake, they gnashed at me with their teeth. Lord, how long will you look on without action? Rescue my life from their destructions, my dear, and only life from the lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among a mighty throng. Let not those who are wrongfully my foes rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with my eye who hate me without cause. For they do not speak peace, but they devise deceitful matters against those who are quiet in the land. Yes, they open their mouths wide against me, and they say, Aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. You have seen this, O Lord. Keep not silent. O Lord, be not far from me. Now I give you 2 Corinthians 4. Having the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore, I speak. We as the body of Christ have the authority to speak. So we refuse silence. Arouse yourself, awake to the justice due me, even to my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge and vindicate me, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness, your rightness and justice, and let my foes not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Aha, that is what we wanted. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up and utterly destroyed him. Let them be put to shame and confusion together who rejoice at my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify and exalt themselves over me. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified. 
who takes pleasure in the prosperity of a servant. And my tongue shall talk of your righteousness, rightness and justice, and of my reasons for your praise all the day long. Verse, uh, chapter 37, verse 1. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious against those who work unrighteousness, that which is not upright or in right standing with God. For they will soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust, lean on, rely, and be confident in the Lord, and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness, and truly you shall be fed. Delight yourselves also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load in him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. He will make your uprightness and right standing with God go forth as the light, and your justice and right as the shining sun of the noonday. Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him and patiently lean yourself upon him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. Are you ready? Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil doing. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait and hope and look for the Lord in the end shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the evildoers will be no more. Though you look with care where they used to be, they will not be found. I'm going to say that again. They will not. Isn't that powerful stuff? That's prayer, guys. That's agreement. And I love this in verse 11, because it says this, But the meek in the end, the Amplified says, shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And of course, we can take that from the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Go with me to verse 18. Come stand beside me, Alex. Verse 18. The Lord knows the days of the upright and the blameless, and their heritage will abide forever. This is the verse here, 19. They shall not be put to shame in the time of evil, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. This word is sabah, and it means they shall have plenty. I want you to lift your hands with me right now and begin to pray in the Spirit. We're just going to seal this just for a couple of minutes. And we have really, I believe, done the will of the Lord and the work of the Lord. And then we will receive John and our tithes and offerings tonight. But this has been a very powerful moment in the Lord. And we've, had, we've received instruction. We've received a download from the Lord. We've received, you know, a stabilization in the name of Jesus, a focus, a fresh focus. Amen. To keep it in the spirit, the power of the corporate, the power of working together in the name of Jesus, the reason to get together. Hallelujah. So take the hand of the person beside you and really just, you know, lean into this in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Touch the person in front of you if you're on your own. Hallelujah. Front and behind. Glory to God. Don't be on your own, guys. Reach across now. Come on, we're a body. We're together. Come on, reach across. Be together. Hallelujah. Be together. If you have to stand to make it more comfortable, then do that. But don't anybody be on your own. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Benasila babando frokneas dala bahanasi. Vera storamaya. Manakala maye hipir kopara soramaya. On such power. And a via Stuluvin Kai Finamani Esilaverko. We settle this, we establish it. Yes. The alignments. The alignments, Lord. The alignments. The alignments, Father. The alignments. The alignments. 
the alignments, Father. The alignments. Now you must you must remember this. That is such a powerful place. And so I'm I'm you know, I'm like I'm ready to call more prayer. It's just a season. people understand that. It's, it's not the season to lie around the barracks like it's normal. There's lots to be done at the barracks. There's lots of work to be done. There's lots of briefings and debriefings and briefings and debriefings and establishing and aligning and there's lots to be done. And lots, and I, I, I realize this, is that the, the more that you stay connected to that, the better it is. Because what the enemy wants to do is he, he wants us to become our own and then we start thinking our own instead of having the checks, widths, and balances of each other. Amen, if I start to stagger, I have somebody to steady me. It's the truth. Thank God for a strong body of believers. Can we give the Lord thanksgiving for that tonight? Thank God for a strong body of believers. And I honor you. I honor you. I honor you for taking it. I honor you for running with it. I honor you. I just honor you. I honor what you're doing in your families and training up your children. Because you will not be disappointed and your children one day will thank you and they won't think you were that crazy after all hallelujah aren't you blessed 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 aren't you blessed